3: he fakes, he's back, he pumps, he swings it out, and it's intercepted!
4: It's intercepted and running down the far sideline and in for
0: a touchdown. It's Taki Taki. That was a poor pass by Carson Wentz. When I look at where the Bears fit in this thing, guys, honestly, if they were to end up able to make a trade of Nick Foles and this year's number one for Carson Wentz, I'm good with that. Because Carson Wentz is a better prospect than any quarterback in this draft, plus
2: you have three years, or two years, shall we say, of high-level performance in the NFL, And with that first pick, you do have an opening day starter, which you're not going to have if you use it on anyone coming out of school who probably isn't as good a prospect as Went. Hey, Carson, what was your reaction on the sideline when Doug put Jalen in the game? And where do you think things go from here?
3: I didn't know what the the plan was fully. I was just told he was going in for the next play and next series, so I didn't really know what was going on there. But obviously, that's, that's frustrating. Joe Ostrowski, Knights on 670 The Score. Oh, I've got opinions to share. I
4: was on the morning on Saturday, early odds at 8 o'clock, and had a long conversation about what's going on. I thought we'd have something by now. But really, if you're Howie Roseman, why rush? Why rush? You might be uh, surprised where I stand with this Went stuff. Got to get to that in just a second. Welcome on in. Joe Ostrowski here for the next four hours on 670 The Score. I am broadcasting live from The Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Joe0670. Phone lines are open. Same thing as the text line, 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767. That Score listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL. Dot com. Producing downtown, we've got Mike Rankin. You'll hear his voice from time to time. Mike, I'm sure you have some reaction to Picoda. I don't know if you're angry, but uh, we'll go over that a little bit later. At 620, Elliot Shore Parks from 941 WIP he covers the Eagles. He'll give us our whence information that we are seeking. he will be joining me. 620, make sure you're here. 720, Chris Altruda does a great job covering sports betting uh, for multiple different states. Most of his work, SportsHandle.com. And i got to tell you guys, man, you didn't waste any time. Now, first off, it's the, uh, the very first Super Bowl with legalized sports betting in Illinois, the one we just witnessed on Sunday. A lot of money was wagered, and a lot of money was lost compared to the other states. What are you guys doing all parlays? Much more money lost to her in Illinois. We'll talk about that coming up. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about that guy that supposedly won 375 k No, he didn't. But keep running with that story, media. Keep running with that story. It's a big lie. Come on now. All right. We got more important stuff to do. Carson Wentz. Uh, do we start with all the rumors? Get you up to speed if you're uh, just heading home, if you can't be attached to Twitter all day or the various websites tracking this sort of stuff? Okay. I'll. Uh, I'll share a few that I saw recently. We'll go over a few. Um, Let's start with what I saw this morning. How about this? Uh, We'll go with Michael Lombardi, friend of the station. You hear him all all the time. Now, remember, he's based in that Jersey-Philly area, so he does have some contacts, I believe, with with the Eagles. At least it sounds like he does. Uh, Here's Michael Lombardi. The Eagles asking price, according to one team source, was ridiculous, laughable, and not worth considering. Until they lower their expectations... Based on the uncertainty of the player and contract, their initial price will never be obtained. Mike Garofalo, you see him on NFL Network all the time. He was on with Adam Schein, Mad Dog Radio today. Bill Zimmerman tweets this this out. I think it's a late one plus. Appears Bears have not offered a one. Also speculation, Bears most likely landing spot, but stress, Bears still looking at other quarterbacks. Uh, the guests that I'm going to have in about 15 minutes, my current ranking of Wentz destinations, one Colts, two Bears. That's Elliott Shore Parks. Peter King, one Bears, two Colts. Depends who you ask. Hmm. Mm-hmm-hmm. So everybody has a different take on what's happening, and they all have different information. And I say, why would the Eagles even be in a rush? Why? Now, I would be a little concerned that, okay, once one domino falls, now you lose your leverage. Now that's all gone. Or would that be the case? Because once the quarterbacks start to go, there's only a couple left standing that you're interested in. Maybe teams will be even more desperate. Here's Mike Florio this afternoon. The Eagles seem to be quickly losing both types of leverage, if they ever had either. The notion that the Bears and Colts are competing for Wentz hasn't taken root. The rumor of Wentz in a draft pick to the Bears for quarterback Nick Foles, running back to Cohen, and a first round pick, which came from the Eagles sideline reporter for radio broadcast, feels like an effort to get the Colts to offer more. Really, why would the Bears want Wentz? More importantly, why would Wentz want the Bears? If Wentz fails in Chicago, he'll hear it just as is- Quickly and just as loudly as he's heard it in Philly. And if Wentz fails in Chicago, everyone is getting fired. Exactly. Exactly. This is what I find most fascinating about it. Now, I didn't think Wentz was going to be in the conversation for the Bears until all this started coming out on Thursday and Friday. I really didn't because it just seemed like everything the Eagles were doing was to to figure out, okay, last-ditch effort. We've made this big investment into Carson Wentz. We've seen his ceiling very early on in his career. Can we get that back? Maybe we can't. And if not, we have another plan here. We've got Jalen Hurts. If it's not working with Wentz, we can then go to Hurts. We think it's going to work with one of the two guys. That's what it certainly seemed like they were doing with all the hirings. But I guess that's not the case. And maybe it flipped when you saw the Stafford deal. Like, whoa, you're getting that for Stafford? How many years left does he have? And they took off from us. Okay, maybe it changed then. We'll find out soon enough. But what I find most fascinating about the spot the Bears are in is the process. If they land whence the difference in process. Okay? We always talk about how in all sports you go zigzag, zigzag. If you've got a tough-nosed coach one year and you fire him looking to change the culture, what do you do? Get a player's coach next time. Oh, the player's coach didn't work? Let's flip it. Let's see if that works because you have to have a different approach, right? Happens all the time in sports. And I think we've seen that with the Bears' process if they land with Wentz. Let me explain. So the first swing, I mean, I would call it a bunt, but I guess the first swing we can put on Ryan Pace during his tenure with the Bears was Mike Lennon at quarterback. Now, I'd argue that you can call it a bunt because they viewed it as probably a safe move, a bridge, to get to Mitchell Trubisky. They drafted Trubisky. He's our quarterback of the future, they're thinking. So, okay, Glennon's a safe move. Just, you know, play for one year. Worst case scenario, a half a year. And he was so terrible that he only lasted four games. So they zig. With what they thought was a safe move with Glennon. And in that same offseason. They completely zagged. And took a high risk move. And wanted Mitchell Trubisky so bad. They moved up in the draft. You know the story. So in the same offense. Same offseason. At the quarterback position. They both zigged. And they zagged. They went safe. They went risky. The risky one burned them. Maybe burned uh, the GM so bad that after he moves on from the Bears or they launch him, he never gets another GM job because he will forever be known as a guy that potentially passed on two Hall of Famers and moved up to take a, a guy that's not going to work out in this league. Or maybe he'll work out, but he's going to be a, probably a QB two. So you zig and you zag, Glenn and Trubisky. And what do you do after Trubisky? You took the risky move when you zagged. Let's zig. They thought they were going safe when they brought in Nick Foles. They thought they were bringing bringing in an average quarterback. Can can you get us to the middle of the pack offensively? Can you do that for us, Nick? Okay, cool. We'll give up a fourth-round pick, and we'll pay you. They were wrong again. That time they zigged. If you get Carson Wentz, what are you doing? If you provide the best offer on the table, you're zagging, aren't you? It's a high-risk move. It is a big swing if you go down this road. And I respect it. If that's what they end up doing, like Hub mentioned in the open, he was on a couple of hours ago with Parkinson Spiegel, if that's what they do, I can at least respect it. I don't know that it's going to work. I would not do it. But I can respect it. Because at least you're trying. You're going down swinging. Both of them were put on notice in front of you guys, the uh, postseason press conference. 8-8, eight and 8-8, eight, eight and eight, now what? Ted Phillips said they better improve. They must improve. Has to happen right now. Well, you can't go 8-8 eight and eight again, otherwise everybody's fired, right? Obviously can't get worse. Everybody's fired. How are we going to get better at the quarterback position? How? Well, we've got a quarterbacks coach who worked with this guy. But a quarterbacks coach has worked with a a bunch of quarterbacks that look to be on the move. Don't forget about that. I can see it already that some of you would be irate because you watched Carson Wentz. You're a good football fan, and, and you see how terrible he was last season. Now, you also saw what he was before the injury. But listen... And I said this over the weekend. I know a lot of you are busy. Maybe you didn't catch the the show over the weekend. If you're mad about any quarterback move that the Bears gave up too many assets, I hear you. I understand where you're coming from. I think the worst possible thing that can happen here is for the Bears to give up the 2022 first-round draft pick. But why does Ryan Pace care about the 2022 first round draft pick. Tell me that. Why does he care? He's fighting for his job in 2021. Drafting a quarterback at number 20 overall is not going to fix it for him. Making a move for Jameis Winston, Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Darnold, probably not going to fix it. And it's done with Trubisky. It's done. Unless they work out some crazy deal with Philadelphia, it sounds like Foles is going to be part of that locker room. But what's the other option? What is it? See, if there's a scenario where they get so desperate they gave up that 2022 first round draft pick, which maybe the general manager doesn't care a ton about, right? Because he won't be here. If Wentz is terrible, he's fired. And who cares? He won't care that he gave up that draft pick. It's on George and Ted. It's on George and Ted. Pace has failed again and again and again at evaluating this position. And now you are forcing him to bring in another quarterback and probably give up future assets for said quarterback. That's on George and Ted. If Wentz comes in and he's an outright failure... You see the schedule this year? See the schedule? Let me just give you the road teams outside of the division. We know it's going to be tough at Lambeau. Lions, it looks like they're going to be tanking this year. I don't know what's happening with the Vikings. We don't even know that Kirk Cousins is going to be under center up there. Just look at the road teams for the Bears outside the division. Rams. Seahawks. Browns. Steelers Bucks. Rams, Seahawks, Browns, Steelers, Bucks. No team is is the Bears better than Which team is are the Bears better than? Which team? At home, got San Francisco. They'll be better. They'll be healthier. They're probably gonna upgrade a quarterback. You also have Baltimore at home. They're a better team. It's tough sledding. 8-8 8-8 eight eight with that schedule, and I know these are so difficult to project. We don't know the starting quarterback from week to week. I'll tell you, that schedule is going to be tough. You look at some of the DVOA numbers, that is one of the top three toughest schedules in the NFL. There are people already doing the research on this. The way things are looking right now. We don't know final rosters. I get all that stuff. That's a tough schedule. Bears and Lions have very, very tough schedules coming up this year. All right, coming up next. Let's hear from the Eagles side of things. Elliot Shore Parks is going to join me. Ninety-four-one covers the Eagles. I know he has some strong opinions on what is going to happen here. We'll we'll get our Wentz information next. Joe O'Sho, six seventy, the score in the Radio.com app. I don't know what's going on with
3: Wentz. I have no idea. He looks like a different player from the guy that was just uh, just stunningly great in two thousand seventeen, and and I don't. I mean, he has been hit a lot. He takes a lot of sacks. A lot of the sacks are on him. Uh, and you look at some of those. You start looking at the highlights that they run about Wentz from last year, and you go, I, "Is that really? Is that the answer? You know, if you're Indy or Chicago, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe he is."
4: That's Joe Buck. Joe Buck on the Parkinson Spiegel Show, Sports Radio six seventy. The Score. My name Joe Ostrowski. That is the big question, also. In addition to all the rumors that are floating out there over the last four or five days involving both the Bears and the Eagles, as far as the 2020 season, what did happen to Wentz? What happened? Let's try to find out. Now joining me on 670thescoreradio.com NFL Insider, Elliot Short Parks. Insider calls presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights. These sports books don't want you to see Bet Smarter and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.
5: Dot com today, Elliot. What what happened to Wentz? <laughs> it's a hundred and twenty-eight million dollar question, I guess. Right? I mean, watching <laughs> watching yeah. him. Look, I, I've been covering the team since he got here. Uh, I remember meeting him at the Senior Bowl, you know, back in twenty sixteen, and to go from that to where it is now, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, it really is. I think when you look at last year, it was a culmination of a lot of things. Uh, one is. Let's be honest, he, he's torn his ACL, he's fractured his back, and he suffered a concussion. I mean, those are all serious injuries that even the best players in the league, I think, would have trouble recovering from. So I think you've seen a little bit his injuries catch up to him. But as part of that, he's just not an accurate quarterback. Even last year when he had a clean pocket, I believe he had one of the lowest ratings in the entire NFL. Uh, you consistently see him miss uh miss easy throws uh he can certainly make some throws that other quarterbacks in the league can't but you get to 35 32 and one as a quarterback by being inconsistent and uh, i think just it, consistency is without question his biggest problem
4: a lot has been made in town over the last uh, number of days about John De Filippo, his relationship with Carson Wentz. Wentz was at his best when he was with D. Filippo. Also, Frank Reich. I don't want to forget that, but uh, D. Filippo has also worked with guys like Carr, Cousins, uh, even Gardner Minshew. Uh, do you know anything about the relationship between Wentz and D. Filippo?
5: I know that it was a productive one. Uh, I don't know if personally h- how they get along for better or worse. I know D. Filippo coached him hard. Uh, and something you hear about Carson, especially over the last year, is he doesn't always respond well to that. Now, the facts are the facts, and he had played He played his best football with DiFilippo as his quarterback's coach. Uh, the quarterback coach he's had the last few years, Press Taylor, uh, closer in age to Carson, uh, their personal friends, and he actually got hired by the Colts. Now, I think that mm-hmm. that has something to do with the fact that you've seen a regression in his play. I think Carson does need somebody to coach him up, and I think DiFilippo could be uh, good for him in that regard.
4: Maybe I was just being out of town stupid, but when I was seeing all the uh, the hirings and the coaching staff with the Eagles, I just assumed, okay, they're going to stick it out with Wentz, give it one more try. Um, did you have that takeaway when they were making those hirings? And when do you think they they seem to have made this decision that they were going to move on from Wentz?
5: Yeah, I, well, uh, two, two things. First, I'd say I don't know if it's their decision to move on from Wentz as much as it's Wentz's decision to move on from the Eagles. I think that in an ideal mm. world, the Eagles would like to give it one more year with Wentz. Obviously, with not just the investment they've made in him, but I, you know, I mean, this was really his first only really bad year. Even in 2018 and 2019, he wasn't great, but he was still a top 20ish quarterback in the league, maybe even top 15. He definitely wasn't the 32nd, 32nd, you know, quarterback like he was this year. So I think that they were yeah. willing to give him another chance. I think that part of the Nick Sirianni hiring. That, you know, Wentz had something to do with it in the way that, obviously, he's coming from the Frank Reich system. Uh, he's someone that's worked with quarterbacks. But I, I think the Eagles view uh, Nick Sirianni as much more of a kind of a projected head coach and somebody that could come in and really fix Wentz. Like, if they wanted to go with veteran-type guy, I think that'd be better for Wentz. Bring in someone that's younger. I mean, everyone on that coaching staff is pretty much going to be under 38, 39 years old. And I don't think that's a conducive way for Wentz to turn his game around.
4: With LHUR Parks, Radio.com, NFL Insider, covers the Eagles for 94-1 WIP in Philadelphia. Uh, is that old Wentz still there? Can he get back to that ceiling?
5: I don't think he'll ever be the player he was in 2017. I mean, just as I mentioned, he's torn his ACL, he's fractured his back, he's, he's uh, you know suffered a concussion. That's just a lot for any player to take over. In 2017, he was able to make some, some special plays with, with his legs. Now, he wasn't Lamar Jackson or even Josh Allen. But he was someone that could, you know, move it out of the pocket, throw on the run. He just really can't do that anymore. He looks so much slower out there. He looks much more to me like a Ben Roethlisberger type of runner. Now, not Roethlisberger now, but Roethlisberger earlier in in his career. So, I think Wentz can be a top 20-ish quarterback again. I think he can go on, you know, two three game spurts of looking really good because I've seen him do it. I mean, even last year he had some moments, and in twenty nineteen. He won the last four games to carry him to the NFC title. But I don't believe he'll ever be an 11-2 and two type quarterback like he was in 2017.
4: Elliot, I don't know if it was uh, local knowledge on how he was with his teammates or what was going on in the locker room. But uh, nationally, there seemed to be a lot of reports circulating just about how he was a bad teammate or he wasn't the best guy in the locker room. And, and Bears fans are thinking, oh, this has reminded me of the Jay Cutler days. Um, mm-hmm. What sort of insight can you give us on that?
5: I don't believe Carson is a bad teammate Carson dealt with some pretty extenuating circumstances here. I mean, his backup came in and won the Super Bowl. Like that is just something that any quarterback I think would have trouble dealing with. And I mean, you guys obviously know Nick Foles from being from his last year in Chicago, and I don't know how he was last year, but in Philadelphia, he was somebody that was extremely popular. So I think he was fighting a couple of things with that. And then obviously in 2018 as well, Nick Foles came in and once again, he led the team to the playoffs. So You know, I think that that plays a part of it. Uh, I don't think Carson is someone that if the Bears traded for him, they'd have to worry about the locker room, like revolting against him or anything like that. He can be a little quiet. Uh, He's definitely, you know, Mm -hmm. very much a man of faith. But I don't think it would be a problem uh, in Chicago. Gotcha. Uh,
4: So what do you think Howie Roseman's strategy here is? I mean, obviously, he's trying to get the best deal. Uh, What's realistic?
5: I believe Carson is worth a first-round pick. I just think it's so hard to find even adequate quarterback play. And although I don't think he'll ever be 2017 Carson again, I think if you're talking about trading mm-hmm. for a guy that can be a top-15 quarterback, I believe that is worth a first-round pick, and especially for a team like the Bears, who, granted, the head coach and the general manager on the hot seat, but they do have a roster that I think – I mean, they were a playoff team last year, as you guys know. So I think with adequate quarterback play, you know, they, they could be a good team. Uh, the question is, how many teams are going to be in on Carson? I think it has to be a very specific type of situation, like Chicago, like Indianapolis, uh, maybe San Francisco. But uh, I think Howie's correct to wait uh, and see what he can get for him. And ultimately, I do think they'll get a first round pick. Uh,
4: yeah, I, I think you're right there. Um, do you think they have a preference on which year? Like, uh, wh- is this a reset, or um, how many years down the road are they thinking? Mm-hmm.
5: Well, it's definitely a reset. I mean, I, I think yeah. in terms of what year of a draft pick they would want, I think there would be some value in getting a pick in 2022. Not, not so much betting mm-hmm. against Wentz, but, I mean, the, the pick's already at number 20. So, you know, even if the Bears somehow were to get to the conference championship, which is probably a stretch, but let's just say they were to, to do that, you're only really talking about bumping up, you know, four or five spots down the draft. I think what you would want to do is roll the dice on you know, not seeing somebody get hurt or anything, but seasons do fall apart. They just did it in Philadelphia. So I think they probably for, prefer to get a pick uh, in the 2022 draft.
4: I would, too, if I was the Eagles. I'll tell you that. I mean, this yeah. this team, they're, with the schedule, just the road schedule outside of the division, Rams, Seahawks, Browns, Steelers, Bucks. oh, yeah, Lambeau Field, too. Right. It's going to be tough for the Bears to even get back to 8-8. Eight
5: well, the other part of that, too, is I think that in terms of the own quarterback position, I think they would be interested in giving Jalen Hurts a year to try it. I don't think they're locked into Hurts. Mm-hmm. I think they were, they're going to look at quarterbacks at number six. But if you give him a year and it doesn't work out, then at least you have that pick in 2022 to potentially move up the draft board if you need to for a quarterback. If you finish at number six again and you want to try it and you get it to that you know, top three spot. You guys are a tough media
4: town. Do you think there's anything to to the uh, storyline that, oh, you know, Wentz can't hack it in
5: Philadelphia. You know, he's a little sensitive. You know, I really don't. I, again, like, it's such extenuating circumstances that he went through. I mean, how many players have gone through the Nick Foles thing? I mean, for two years in a row, right? And then the Jalen Hurts thing that happened mm-hmm. to him last year. When, when things were good in Philadelphia, and even really in 2019, it was fine with Wentz in the media. I, I don't think. I think he can handle a big market. I guess I think he could come to Chicago and be be okay with it. I mean, there's someone that's worked with him, you know, for five years now, knew him. Like I said, since he was a rookie, I've seen him grow into being more of someone that's comfortable in a big spot. Obviously, coming from North Dakota, that's not a huge a huge area. So I I think he'd be fine in Chicago.
4: If you're Ryan Pace, you're desperate. It's year seven. Fighting for your job, you need to be better than eight and eight. You have no plan at the quarterback position. Uh, would you give up what it takes? Maybe a one and a three for Carson Wentz, or maybe go after Carr or some some other quarterback on the open market. Assuming you're not getting Watson or Dak.
5: Right. I, I would take a shot on Carson. And people in Philadelphia will probably, would probably be surprised to hear that because I'm kind of known as Carson's maybe biggest detractor <laughs> here. So, I, you know, people would be surprised. But but honestly, if you're Chicago or Indianapolis, but, but again, for Chicago, I think you have to take a, a swing at something. And Carson's floor is low, but his ceiling is higher than, than Derek Carr's is, in my opinion. You know, even Deshaun Watson, who's a great quarterback, don't get me wrong, you know, he hasn't really accomplished much more than Carson has in his career, right? They had the same record last year. I know Deshaun Watson played better. But, I, I you know, if you're talking about three ones for Deshaun Watson versus one for Carson, mm-hmm. I would, I might honestly lean the Carson route. I just think that, that the potential is still there. I don't think he'll be a top-five guy, but I think he can be a top-15 guy. And surrounded by the right roster, uh, I, I think he can definitely be worth a first-round pick.
4: Radio.com NFL Insider Elliot Shore Parks Insider calls presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help uh, all, make us all better betters uh, with real, proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL com today. Elliot Shore Parks on Twitter by his name. Thank you much, so much for your time, Elliot. Yeah, I was actually surprised uh, since I follow you on Twitter to to see to hear your positivity about Wentz. So yeah, yeah I, I yeah, understand where I'm, you're coming from. I think
5: a first round pick would be a good move uh, for the Eagles. Again, the I mean the Bears. The situation of Philadelphia is yeah. so unique. That's what I would stress to people in Chicago. That it's just such a unique path he's been on. I think it's best for both sides to move on. I think you could get the best version of Carson in Chicago. I really do. All right. Thank you, Elliot. Yep. Talk to you guys soon.
4: Good stuff from Elliot. Shore Parks covers uh, the Eagles every single day. That's his gig at uh, our sister station, WIP ninety four one. I agree with Elliot. I can't believe I'm here. I mean, what we were watching last year, and, and if you want to look at the numbers, it was such a bad situation. I'm not saying that... Carson Wentz, if the Bears trade for him, he's going to be an all pro. I'm not saying that. But this is the hand we're dealt here. Okay. Now George and Ted, they decide run it back. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. Year seven. Run it back, Ryan Pace. Let's do it. Oh, you gotta take it get a new quarterback, gonna give up assets, run it back. Here's another chance. Now, running it back can be very damaging for the next five years. What if it's not number twenty overall? For the record, I would I agree with Hal Arkish that I'd be okay with that if you give up number twenty overall. And I know that would frustrate a lot of you, but at least it's known. If you're giving up that twenty twenty two, that could be a top five pick. Honestly. It could be top five. And everybody's fired. Hey new GM, hire a head coach, by the way. Huh eh. Kind of like the Texans, could have had number three, but the old GM traded it away for quarterback that isn't working. From pace perspective, if Wentz works, he doesn't care because it's in the 20s again, and maybe it's even higher. Maybe they win a playoff game. But yeah, I mean, it may sound surprising. QBR, 49.6, 28th in the NFL. That's Carson Wentz, 28th. Quarterback rating, 72.8, 34th, 34th behind Dwayne Haskins. Trubisky was 20th, Foles was 29th, Wentz was 34th. Yards per attempt, 6.0, Wentz 33rd, tied with Dwayne Haskins. Trubisky 23rd ahead of Foles, actually, because Foles was 35th. It is a big swing if you make this move. Go down trying. It's fine. Because you know what's going to happen with Carson Wentz? If you make this move, you trade a one, and hopefully it's this year's. It's either going to work. And then, I don't know that he's MVP Carson Wentz, because keep in mind, everything was perfect around him that season. They had a phenomenal offensive line, weapons on the outside, one of the best tight ends in the game. Like, everything was working. Doug Peterson's play calling was superb. So, it works, or he's the same Carson Wentz in a new offense, new situations, New situation, and maybe you don't even have Allen Robinson. you got no weapons on the outside. So you could compete for the division, or it's all being burnt down. You go 5-11, everyone's fired. I know you want to compete, and it's fun to, to be in a playoff race. I don't know if we're going to have the expanded playoffs again. But for the Bears to get better for the long haul... It's either land something like Wentz and he maybe he's back to what he was or it doesn't work and let's start this thing over. Because being stuck in football, that's not, that's not fun. You guys having fun? The defensive window is going to close pretty soon too. Then what's it going to look like? So I'm behind it, man. I'm behind that move. gutsy, takes a lot of cojones, but I I can, I can defend it if that's what they want to do, given this position. Okay. Another year, go get the quarterback, fix the offense again. Let's give it the old college try. Negi, try and fix the offense again. We'll we'll see if they can do it. Probably their last chance. Eight and eight again. I think you gotta go. (laughs) You're in that seven and nine, eight and eight range for the third consecutive year after 12 and four. Now the defense is slipping away. Yeah, you probably got to go. And that's going to be tough to do with this upcoming schedule. 312 644 67 67. 312 644 67 67. Joe Ostrowski here. This is 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. Carson
3: Wentz. We talked about it in the open. He is not tough, he is North Dakota tough.
4: John Gruden is uh, way back. Man, he was fantastic that year. He certainly was. I was talking about it this morning on BetQL Daily. By the way, that's uh, my weekday show, 9 a.m. to noon on the radio.com app. Or just subscribe to the podcast and you get it up early afternoon. And you can listen to what interests you. BetQL Daily. Uh, search the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe. Thank you very much. Follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. I had that was my biggest win ever in sports betting ever when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And what went went down to the injury. I mean, it was looking great. It it seemed like, okay, Philadelphia is going to get a bye. You're in a great spot. I was sick the day he went down to that knee. Just sick. I thought it was over. If it was a, a paper ticket, I may have ripped it up. But here comes Nick Foles to save the day. It's a beautiful thing. Just to go from where we were with Wentz. And he was going to win the MVP. It's not people think he may have. He was the MVP. And we were way past the halfway point. It was his. And in fact, I was kicking myself because I bet on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. But... Last second, I decided not to bet Wentz MVP at 70-1. to 1. So I was really mad at myself. I was like, okay, it's great the Eagles are winning, but I'm really mad that I didn't take him for the, for the MVP. He was going to win it. There's no doubt in my mind. No doubt. To now. To now. I don't think we've seen a fall like that at the quarterback position that quick. I mean, I read some of the stats before we went to break. 28th in QBR, worse than Trubisky. 34th in quarterback rating, worse than Trubisky and Foles. 33rd in yards per attempt, worse than Trubisky. It was a, a disaster. And Elliot Shore Parks, the Eagles beat guy we just spoke with, uh, just something to keep in mind is he criticizes Wentz a lot. Like he's wanted him out of town for a while. But he's like, no, look, I mean, this is a good option for the Bears. They should do this. This would be an upgrade at the quarterback position. They made the playoffs. They're 8-8. Eight eight. Imagine if they had a decent quarterback. So, no, he might not be MVP, Wentz, but he's a lot better than what we saw last year. A lot better. As far as last year goes, too, it, you know, I, I know people aren't paying attention to the state of every team out there. They didn't have an offensive line. Like, remember what happened on Sunday night with Mahomes? That was Wentz all year. It was a joke. They had so many injuries. He took 50 sacks in 12 games. He had a 10.3% sack rate. There was no line. And that kind of gets lost in all this. So he's probably somewhere in the middle. And, you know, somewhere in the middle between an MVP caliber player and... Nick Foles, that's a lot better than what the Bears had. Bears have had in a long, long time. Take a swing. I don't have a problem with it. It's not guaranteed to win, but I am pretty sure it's either going to work very well or it's going to be a disaster. And that's the best thing for the future of this organization. 312-644-6767. Texter brings up RG3. You are absolutely correct. Correct. Now, I will say that they were playing RG3 while he was injured and we all knew it. I'm like, "What are you guys doing in Washington?" But yeah, that was quick. That was quick too. It'd be fascinating to see them take this swing. I would respect it. Go down swinging, man. Go down swinging. Maybe maybe you can make it work somehow with all those offensive minds that you have at 1920 football drive. And uh, maybe you can get an average offense for once. Joe Ostrowski here, Sports Radio 670, The Score. So I want to go back to this morning for a few minutes. In case you missed this, fantastic stuff per usual with the Tribune's Brad Biggs on the Mully and Hoss Show. And it's just a great conversation to just eavesdrop on. Uh, take a listen to this. I thought these few minutes were very, very compelling. Here's Biggs this morning on the score. Just just talking about the whole Wentz scenario and where the Bears sit.
1: Well, the Eagles are in a hurry to trade Carson Wentz, but nobody has put an offer on the table yet that uh, they deem uh, appropriate at this point. So you kind of have a standoff, and we know for certain Philadelphia has worked uh, overtime to try to get more teams involved in discussions about Carson Wentz, listen, there's not nearly as much interest in him as there was in Matthew Stafford. Now you sort of sit back and you uh, wait and see what happens.
3: We we heard Boomer Esiason yesterday on The Score, and he was talking about uh, a Wentz and talked about him as damaged goods and didn't believe it's a good fit for the Bears. And he actually said that he felt that uh, Mitch Trubisky was in a better place than uh, than Carson Wentz, uh, yes. Uh, oh boy. Um, what what do you make of that? Is that is that possible? I mean, the, the, it seems as if 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 you didn't already know it, it seems as if Matt Nagy's comments to Mike Silver would underscore the idea that Mitch is not wanted back. I don't know that he wants back if he's not wanted back, and um, it just seems like they're moving on. Um, and they're going to turn every stone possible. Uh, is it Wentz? Is it someone else? Is Mitch gone? I think I know the answer.
1: Yeah, I think I think they're both, to a degree, sort of head cases, right? Hmm. I and the confidence is is a real issue for them. And if you look at Wince's play this past season, I mean, it was it was terrible. You know, it just uh, and. The uh, parts around him had really uh, decayed in Philadelphia from that Super Bowl run that they enjoyed at the end of the 17th season. But yeah, I, I could I could see why he could he could come from that point of view. I don't know that I'd go that far, but I don't believe Mitch returning as the starting quarterback is a realistic option uh, for the Bears from the standpoint that they. They're ready to turn the page, and and that's why they're going to explore every uh, option out there. They're they're sort of Mitch is a lot more uh, athletic in terms of being able to move around. Um, neither of them saw the field well this past season, uh, but I, that, I wonder about confidence with both of those quarterbacks. I really do.
3: Any deadline on this thing? From anything you've heard with Philly, um, obviously they want to do no, it, but they're also I, taking a massive hit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're taking a $34 million salary cap hit. So at the end of the day, Howie Roseman has got to be able to get something in return that he can, uh, hold up and shape is like, Hey, yeah, we, it, it didn't work out with Carson. And we feel bad about that, but, uh, we're moving on and look, we got this. So whatever this is, it's gotta be presentable, uh, to his owner, to his head coach and, and, to the fan base, and, and they haven't gotten there yet.
4: Brad Biggs, Mullion Hall this morning. Sports Radio 670, the score. Joe Ostrowski with you. Open full lunch 3 67 67 Garfield, Ridge we go, we find Tom. Hello, Tom.
0: Hey, how you doing? I have a little bit of an idea here. Why don't we – Foles was the quarterback. Our offensive line was in shambles. I mean, it was uh-huh. terrible. Keep right. Foles to start. Move up in the draft to get one of these better quarterbacks via the trade. I don't know what we can do to move up. And then develop that quarterback behind Foles and uh, see what happens.
4: Well, here, if you want to get one of these quarterbacks, one of the good ones, it's probably going to have to be top five. You're going to have to give up a lot for that. You want to give up a future one because you're going to have to do that.
0: To do that to get Wentz, and from what we're sounding here, Wentz is is a real crapshoot.
4: Yep, it, you're right. I totally get where you're coming from, Tom. You know what I'm
0: saying? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my thought. I mean, no one. I haven't. I listen to the sports radio quite a bit. I haven't heard anyone say uh, keep false because when he was in there. The offensive line, they they didn't know whether they were coming or going at the time.
4: <laughs> no, they, they yeah, they didn't start to figure things out until the second half of the year, and uh, that's when Trubisky was out there. That is a, a certainly a fair point. And remember who the quarterback was when they beat the Super Bowl champions, Bucks. It was Nick Foles. Um, while that said, Foles was terrible last year. He was worse than Carson Wentz. So Much Joe, on the roster, <laughs> that roster, Joe. <laughs> Who was the Which best roster? Qu-
5: who The Bears roster last season. Who was the best uh-huh. quarterback? Was that Trubisky? It had to be, right? He was Trubisky, better
4: than Foles. Trubisky was the b- I went into the season thinking they were about the same, and then I watched the season, and then I realized that Trubisky's better than Foles.
5: At yes. least in
4: terms of where they stood last year, Trubisky gave them a better chance to win. Yes, I'm absolutely. thinking Carson Wentz is better than Mitch Trubisky, so there's an upgrade. You're right. Is it enough? No, well, yeah, we, that's the question. We we think it's an upgrade, but last year Trubisky was better than Wentz. Yeah, and yeah. How about that one? Yeah, yeah. He might not have any weapons here. Your number one wide receiver might be Darnell Mooney. That that could be in the cards. Scott and Sugar Grove, you're on six seventy. The score with Joe Ostrowski.
0: Hey, Joe. Awesome to talk to you. Uh, biggest problem we got is the offensive line, and I mean from the mm-hmm. left to the right as far as you can go. Um, Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. it doesn't even matter because (laughs) until you protect them, it doesn't matter who's back there. So if you're going to spend the money, quit talking about quarterbacks, get somebody on the offensive line, get wide receivers. You put Brady back there, he'll get killed. It's just it is what it is. It's been like that for 20 years until we fix it game over don't even think about playoffs things of that nature
1: it doesn't make sense
4: scott here's the problem you've got a head coach and a general manager that are trying to win now to save their jobs if you trot out nick Foles as your starting quarterback week one you're probably all getting fired like so they're going to try and upgrade that position
0: right you put in Wentz, they all get fired anyway it's a lateral move doesn't even matter Wentz, Trubisky, I mean, throw any name out there you want. It doesn't matter.
4: No, I hear you. Thank you for the phone call. And believe me, I have been banging that drum. The offensive line has been an issue. This this did not pop up early in the 2020 season. This has been going on for years. And what have we seen? We've seen Ryan Pace decide that we don't want to address the position in the draft year after year. La- last two drafts. He did not take an offensive lineman in the first six rounds. It's a need on the team. It's one of the biggest needs. No interest. No interest unless you go back to Cody Whitehair, James Daniels. It's the only time he uh, used a somewhat high pick on that position. I don't get it. I don't know why he doesn't want to address it. His version of addressing offensive line is let's get a cast off from the Seahawks. Let's try this guy that failed somewhere else. Like. No, invest in the position. Use a high draft pick on it. Don't understand it. Go ask the Chiefs how that was without their two tackles. How'd that go on Sunday? Now, Castillo, it appeared, they they figured some stuff out in the second half. That's kind of my concern. And they think, oh, that will just carry over to next year. Same old line coach. For the most part, same offensive line. And we had to go way deep on the depth chart because of all the injuries we dealt with. That won't happen again. It wouldn't surprise me if they kept that 20th overall pick and they didn't use it for the offensive line or they didn't use a pick in the top few rounds because that's Pace's history. He has no interest in using these draft picks on the offensive line. I don't get it. I'll never get it. Need to protect the quarterback. Look at those teams that were left in the end. There's some pretty good offensive lines there including Tampa Bay. Now the Chiefs well you got the best quarterback in the world and you have all those weapons on offense, best tight end in the world and one of the best receivers. But you lose your two starting tackles. That's a big problem. It is. All right, coming up next, I, you know, I had the show this morning on radio.com. I've kind of dodged all the Picota stuff. Now, I saw the record they have for the Cubs and White Sox. We'll go over that. But I also want to go over some of the projections for the players. And I'm curious, one of the biggest White Sox fans I know, Mike Rankin, my executive producer tonight, if he's upset. Now, I just saw the win-loss stuff, and we'll go over that next. That's all I saw, and I was floored. I couldn't believe it. I'm not mad about it, cuz what are you gonna be do get mad at a computer? It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. We'll talk about that next. Joe Osho, 670, the score in the radio.com app.
2: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here! Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. <laughs>